Welcome back to Death and Betrayal Podcast. I'm Craig, your host, and I have another special guest host with me, Ryan. Say hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. Now, Ryan, you've been on the podcast before, have you not? Oh, yeah. I made, I made a guest appearance on the, that last uh, end of uh, end of the season uh, little celebration shindig. Yeah, our one-year one celebration, our one-year celebration. That'd be the uh, one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a fun one. That was a that was a fun. One. That was a long one. I think the whole podcast was three hours long. Oh yeah, I would have just. I was just happy being a fly on the wall in that. One. That was. That was <laughs> oh pretty yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, it was. It was a fun one. It was a fun one for sure. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna follow our normal formula. Or we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna go through our agenda. What's on our agenda, Ryan? We've got. We're gonna be talking about our hobby talk. I know you've been working on stuff. I've been working on some stuff. Actually, I've been actually working on some, some major stuff, actually. Uh, we're going to be talking about the plastic heresy models that were leaked. Now, when we're recording this podcast, this is the day before Father's Day. So they've been out for, what, a week now? Yep. A week and a half? Little yeah, week, I'm week pretty sure half. everybody and their grandma has kind of seen talk, what's on yeah. the menu. But Yeah, we're, we're late to the game, but, you know, we still want to talk about our, you know, our boners for it. Or we're going to talk about building a community and events. Now, me and you have been talking about events that we're wanting to do, and we're going to be discussing those events on this podcast. Let's do it. Let's get down to business. Okay. So, Ryan. Ryan, my man, what have you been working on? What have I been working on? I've been working on a bunch of things. I've got a know. little bit of a hobbying ADD, but at the moment, I've, I've been working on Iron Hands. Um, yeah, and I, when you say hobby ADD, I think it's worse than mine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, I've you got have about your... four legions going on, and none of them are actually completed. <laughs> I know. Got... You got your... Now tell us what you got. Let's hear what you got first, and then we'll then we can have an understanding of how bad your hobby ADD is. Okay, I, I've got first the first one right out the gate. I did was the Imperial Fists. Uh, I was a longtime mm -hmm. Crimson Fist player, so mm -hmm. it was easy transition to Imperial Fists. I went oh, Imperial yeah. Fists. I've done Stone Gauntlet there, mm -hmm. and then I've also got like a Templar type theme for uh, Sigismund. I've got Emperor's Children that I picked up off Alex that were Loyalist. Mm -hmm. Those guys have added on to, but they're not even done yet. Neither are the <laughs> Imperial Fists before. <laughs> the Sons of Horus I picked up. I got a bunch of stuff off my brother back in bc and mm -hmm. uh i've been working on that i've pretty much got it ironed out what i want but yeah as i was getting a good groove for painting i uh decided hey i want to do some uh, some iron fists nobody else around here except for one guy up in edmonton up your direction really does them so i was like hey these guys are pretty tough they're pretty solid mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm i'm gonna do these guys so i've decided to take on them and instead of doing them in normal black i've been trying to do that oil slick so i've been mm -hmm. doing pretty good at that and uh yeah i've been packing away there and i i did myself up a uh for a future event and amadeus duquesne which is actually a pretty sweet little model yes. i've done you sent me it. You sent me a photo of him, and I like how you. Because I said to you, I'm like, man, he sounds. He looks like he's in Thunder Armor, a Thunder yeah. Warrior armor. And you sent me that whole thing about how he basically was in Thunder Warrior armor, which I thought was fantastic. You really nailed that. Uh, that look for sure. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. It, it took a little bit of digging to find out actual details of them but some of the guys online in the iron hands group on facebook had mm -hmm. uh, a nice little 
uh, thread that was set up that had a little bit of um, description of what he was like. And one of the guys actually cut and pasted a uh, little snippet from from inside one of the books. I think it was mm-hmm. the Ferris Manus book that mm-hmm. gives a description of him right down to like the little spikes around his gorget and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, you definitely nailed that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty stoked on that. Like he's the way he's described and everything down to like t- carrying the bolter, carrying the power axe. And then his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his cape that's on his back is actually the standard for the uh, clan Sargol. Mm-hmm. So and you were saying well, you were going to use him as a herald, right? Yeah, I'm going to use him as, as a herald and uh, going forward for like a uh, Istvan 5 event. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be on the battlefield, him and a bunch of Terminators and Ferris Manus, and he better die. I know <laughs> just, realistically he never really died on the surface. He was on yeah. one of the other other uh, ships. Yeah. But but he was quite a cool little character for the for the small amount that he's actually makes i guess you could say a cameo he mm-hmm. he he really get puts forth a a really good narrative because he goes on and he 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 basically goes forward saying saying they killed him they killed him they slaughtered him they they absolutely butchered him mm-hmm. saying and he's saying this to shadrick medusin about uh yeah. ferris manis and then losing as, his head as, to fulgrim yeah, and as this is going on, he's cutting in and out for the radio, and he's getting a little bit of radio silence, and he's telling him, you know, raise the storm, raise the storm, make him pay, for, don't forget, you know, remember Rust, mm-hmm. remember Rust, and he's mm-hmm. really getting excited, and it's it's a really cool part that really kind of defines the the iron hands going forward mm-hmm. so i thought this character and i've always been drawn to these these characters that are that kind of you know make a little cameo or they're, they're, um, but they're but they're defining in some way within yeah, the, within they're, the defining, themselves. They're, they're a polarizing character yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know i i i, I, I that's one thing because me and you this will be we'll be talking about this in our the events part of our, our whole conversation um one Ferris, the Ferris Manus model is hands down one of the prettiest, best sculpted, most dynamic posed Primarchs out of the entire range. I don't care what anyone says. That model alone made me want to do an Iron Hands, um, Iron Hands army. Now, with that being said, the reason why I never did is because I didn't want to do black again. Yeah, so yeah. Black. I was kind of looking at the black too, and I was like, eh, I don't know about it, but but I found a really co- cool tutorial online on on, uh, on YouTube that shows me how to do a this really nice oil slick, and mm-hmm. it's it's got like lots of uh, it's got a lot of steps to it. So it took a little while for me to actually be able to iron out what it was what it was actually done it was actually done by the it's the cult of paint one if you look it up it's the iron hands and how to how to paint the iron hands using this this layered up oil slick that's you know slowly built up and then smoked and it's mm-hmm. it's really nice it's taken me a little while i'm still not as good as the cult of paint stuff but it's it's not too bad i've i've done about we'll say about 40 models using the the scheme so Mm-hmm, I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited to see actually how it how it goes forward from there. Yes, I and I'm I'm actually on I'm looking at some of the uh the photos. I don't want to pull up a YouTube because I don't want to get, you know, in trouble. Um but yeah, like it you you got the undertones of the greens and the purples, you know, it it, it has a very oil slick look to it for sure. Uh I'm looking at some of some other people's stuff that they've done. It's it's uh a bit 
bit of the extreme of that. But yeah, I've got a lot of step by step here, which is awesome. I, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a great turn or change of pace on the black because it's black black's boring right black black is it's just it's black well, right well well black is black 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 can be in itself a very difficult color to do mm -hmm. like some people i've seen we've all seen the works where it's like some people do work up from like a turquoisey color up mm -hmm. and or kind of use that as as a zenithal highlight and it sometimes it looks brilliant yeah. other times it just looks kind of off but you know the black the black itself it's it kind of spread across many of the legions actually so mm -hmm. really to do an army all in black it kind of it kind of feels mundane so i felt that i had to really you know do something different with the mm -hmm. iron hands just to kind of make them pop out and be a little bit different the other player around here he's he plays the iron hands that and he uses a black but he said it wasn't that he couldn't do it he wanted to do it but he just he might have been a little little um what's the word i'm looking for a little intimidated by it so he went with the black and it mm. his black turned out really nice anyway either way but i got kind of a little ballsy and decided to do this oil well, slick the thing about the thing about black is black can look fantastic done right by a really good painter yes or it could be the easiest simplest paint job you can do and that's that's the it has this it has this range like you were saying this range of it can just be the simplest paint job in the world or it can be you can take black to the next level i still have not found a way to take black to the next level and that's probably why i've been so hesitant on my on my dark angels because i have a black for them it's a it's a uh black i use a black base coat and then i use a black with 75 25 percent gray um with a purple tinge in it and i use that as like a zenith highlight yeah i mean it's it's different it, it does give them it does make them pop they're not they're not as flat they're not the you know the black isn't as flat but i'm still not hitting that that stride of like you know having this entire black army that looks fantastic i'm not on like a little legends level of painting and i think that's probably one of the reasons why i've been stalled because i haven't been able to make black look good as yeah as i want it to if that makes sense yeah it definitely makes sense like i in the past i've done i've done some colors with various or some armies in the various types of uh black like for my imperial fists i've done some of the assault elements like my 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 tartarus terminators they're done in the black and i basically just went over and left it mostly black and just did kind of a a light dry brush of silver just to kind of catch the mm -hmm. edges but i've also done in the past i've done um edging with blue mm -hmm. like a dark mm -hmm. blue and i've worked up from there and that that was kind of neat too but i just I didn't want to go that direction with the iron hands, so yeah, no, I, I think I think for the, punishment, right? I think the oil slick idea is it's great. I think it suits the I think it suits the iron hands really well. I mean, I did a test model for an iron hands, and this would have been oh, six seven years ago because I was I was really interested in doing them, and I was doing a uh, black with a metallic in it. And it looked good, but again, it just was black with some metallic in it. I just, and that's part of the reason why I was just like, man, you know what? They're cool and all, 
and I, I do like I do like the Iron Hands, but I'm just it's black, and that's part of the reason why I won't do a, a Raven a Raven Guard. I won't like I just can't. There's just so many black on the Loyalist side. You got Dark Angels. You got the Raven Guard. You got the Iron Hands. Black, 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 black. You know. Yeah, the Imperial Fist alternate color. A, yeah, a lot yeah, of they're all take that shortcut. And oh they, yeah, they they do that black, but yeah, yeah, like like, like the Black Templar style color yeah. scheme with just yellow, you know, yellow highlights. So, but yeah, so that's what you've been working on. You've been working on your Iron Hands, which is awesome. How many points do you think you got for them? Oh geez, I, I haven't really taken too much of a look at it, but it, it it must be getting up there somewhere. I decided to go with a bunch of Terminator squads. I've got a unit of Gorgons, a unit of Saturnine. I've actually got all four of the uh, main forms of uh, Terminator armor, mm-hmm. all in like five man squads. I've got oh, a, nice. uh, I've got a, I've got a, a Gorgon squ- or a, not a Gorgon squad, uh, a Morlock squad. I've got fifteen uh, mm-hmm. tactical Marines, a couple of Dreadnoughts, a mm-hmm. Leviathan. It's kind of all over the place, but I've, I haven't really counted it out, figured. But I'm. And on top of the, I've got a couple of units of Immortals, and for anybody mm-hmm. that plays plays the Iron Hands knows the Immortals are freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. But I could probably field about two thousand points, so mm. it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's getting up there. It's kind of a a slow march towards it. I didn't want to kind of each one of my legions has, has always been kind of done in a different vein. Like you've mm-hmm. got the Imperial Fists, which are a defensive army. You've got the you've got the um, the emperor's children which are like a a a loyalist army but they're they're they can do mascara and they can Mm -hmm. do the standard little march things so they're they're like a faster army and then you've Mm -hmm. got my uh sons of horus which i've set up to be very much in your face close quarters firefight which Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to do and then the iron hands i decided i was just going to make them try to get them as tough as nails as i can so a lot of it like yeah there's the 15 man tactical squad but there's also you know two units of two units of immortals and mm-hmm. like 20 some odd terminators in it and dreadnoughts and there's going to be a bunch of armor in it as well mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. really going that elite tough tough okay. uh, tough route just for nice. something different nice nice that's awesome i can't i've been working on what have i been working on all right well i've been working i have been actually working on a model i was doing my knight's errand for this thing that alex is doing um and i was doing a loyalist librarian alpha legionnaire and i had bought some paint a paint from turbo dork called twin suns and i thought you know this paint is perfect for doing and you know an alpha legion unit or an alpha legion model and so i i i followed the instructions i've used turbo dork before and if you haven't seen turbo dork um they have it's a power it's a color shifting paint Oh. And yeah, it's got heavy metal flake in it to get it to the the uh, the to get it to the color changing. So I, I I decided I'm like okay, it's twin suns. It's obviously a hint or a nod towards the Alpha Legion, you know, Alpha and Omega. It made sense. So I I ordered it. There's a place down in Calgary that I ordered it from. Um, they shipped it up to me. I got it and I did my black base coat or my black primer. And then I sprayed it on and I shook the hell out of this bottle for a good five minutes. Cause they tell you, you need to shake it. You need to shake it really <laughs> Keep well. Keep the bottles shaking baby syndrome. Basically. Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, if you don't, you're going to get, 
it's just not going to turn out the way it did. So I shook it for about five minutes. I was just sitting there shaking, 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 shaking. I'm pretty sure the cops got called because I was shaking this thing for so long. Um, I shook it more than three times. Definitely was playing with myself at that point. Yeah, but, yeah. Now it's just enjoyment. It's not business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I so I sprayed the model, and the gold flake in it was ridiculous. Like, it, there's there's way like and I, again I shook the fuck out of this thing and the gold flake like it just there's so much gold flake in it that it just it doesn't shift in the way i want it to it kind of goes from a blue to a gold when i wanted it to go from like a green to a gold or to a, a blue to a green so i had to go and order another paint and these things are not cheap so i got caraco and basically it's a blue green um it's more blue than green teal i guess it's a metallic teal and so i had to order that now the problem with this is i have to order from calgary so one the bottle of paint is 850 itself the shipping just to, just up up the road three hours up the road cost me 15 dollars. yeah i i mean granted it's cheaper than me going and driving down there and getting it myself because no one in edmonton sells turbo dork so you're a child short now is what you're saying. You had to give up your firstborn for this thing? Apparently. Yeah, like, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Like, like, and so, I mean, it'll be worth it because the, the paint, the, the, the Turbo Dork paint is awesome. I have two vials of it, uh, Purple Eater, or People Eater. Um, it's a purple for my Emperor's Children. When I do start focusing on them, they're probably not going to be something I'm going to be focusing on till probably 2022. Um, I want to get my, my death guard finished up for LVO. I'm thinking about taking my world eaters to Adepticon. I still love the world eaters. They're still, they still look phenomenal. Um, I still know how, you know, I still want to get them finished up. I have a, that Argo tall model that was the plot or not the plastic, but the Argo tall model that was, uh, shown or leaked or, you know, just, you know, I guess Forge World released it. Um, he's fantastic. And I mean, I'm now probably going to end up doing a small world leader word bearers um, allied detachment for my world leaders yeah. with Argo Tall. Oh, that model's it, a beast! I love it. Oh man, he—I I mean, just—he's a fantastic looking model. And it's just, Characters it was, great too. Like, oh yeah, book? oh, oh yeah. In uh, what is it? Betrayer, betrayer. Yeah, it's in betrayer. Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. He's he's likable. Yeah, like, he's the, he's the ying yin to uh to karn's yang like he's he's really oh, yeah. a he's kind of the voice of reason in a lot of uh, in a lot of the ways yeah exactly and then, you know you push him too far and he snaps and he turns into the big beast ram yeah and i mean i mean and they recaptured that that his the the demon in him and i think it's just a fantastic model and i i got as alex likes to say i was pushing denim for him and I was like, okay, well, that's it. I need to do a contingent, you know, an allied detachment of word bearers. So knowing me, that's going to turn into a fully fledged army at some point in time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I haven't decided yet. I've got hey, so many armies. Remember, I want... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know how it is. Cause I had that original idea to do, you know, a shattered legion of the traitors. And that mm. turned into an emperor's children, complete <laughs> army by itself and a sons of Horus army by itself. Exactly. So I know what you feel. And, well, and something else I've been working on now, uh, Alex and myself, are going to be starting a new series come July called Road to LVO. Now, for this series, we're going to be 
having part of a every month i think we're going to be doing it every month we'll be doing part of our, one of our episodes is just going to be talking about things leading up to lvo the road to lvo but i'm also going to be doing a side project which i've been prepping for and that is i'm going to be going over building my list for my death guard um painting my some of my units i'm going to be throwing this all up on youtube um i've been getting my camera ready i've been getting a bunch of that stuff ready i've been getting my hobby area cleaned up so it's you know camera ready because <laughs> it, it was a disaster um i'm just yeah uh, just trying to <laughs> yeah presentable it was definitely not presentable it was anything but presentable that was a gong show down there um and you know i've just been getting like because i had i had a lot of this gear from before with a different project and i was like it's been sitting around for a year and a half yeah about a year and a half now just doing nothing and so i thought you know what I'm going to pull it out and I'm not, this is not going to be a painting tutorial. I'm just going to be talking about how I paint my death guard, how I built my list, why I chose the units I did, because I mean, a lot of people have been having a bit of a hard time wrapping their head around uh, the Mournerville event rules and, and exactly what's going to be going on for LVO and how the 2000, 3000 point thing works. And, and I'm one of those guys I had to, like, like I said before, I had to go and go to Alex and be like, here's my two lists. Is this, is this what you're looking for? And he's like, yeah, it's perfect. So I want to share that information with everyone on how I went about it and just kind of get people hyped up for LVO. Um, we have a contest coming up in July, which we're going to be talking about in July. I'm pretty pumped about. Yes. yes. Love me some contests. Yes, I know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this will get people even more pumped for LVO. That's the fingers crossed. Um, I know from what I was on there, I was on the website the other day and all the, like the high end packages for the heresy event are all sold out. Oh, no. like they're just gone. Well, and, that's and, good. That's, that's showing that there's motivation, right? People. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, uh, I mean, I got my ticket and that's, you know, I was, it was touch and go there for a while. Cause I went on the website, you know, I, I thought I was going to have a, a day or two you know, tickets got released and I was like, okay, gonna go, you know, I think I think tickets got released on a Thursday and I was, I was working. So I was like, oh, I'll get them on the weekend. So I went on the weekend and went to go buy my, my package and my $145 package and they were sold out. Right. So I had to basically build my own just yeah. to be able to, like, I had to get my event pass or my event pass. I had to get my mega battle pass. I had to get my tournament or narrative event pass. I had to get, you know, I had to get my shirt and I was just like, I had to build my own package because the 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 all-in-one package was gone. So, I mean, there seems to be a lot of hype and a lot of excitement for LVO. And I just kind of want to, you know, keep that hype train going. Keep that this heresy train flowing and get more and more people hyped up for LVO. Because it should be a blast. Oh, I'm definitely. Be- yeah. They're, from, from what I've heard, you know, speaking of Alex, you know, there's a lot of people that are quite excited for um, the, the shift in how that the event in itself is going to be done. Mm-hmm. It's going to go the more direction of the meta, uh, sorry, not the meta, but the it's going the the way of the narrative event, telling a story, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. having a theme of the games instead of just a tournament. Like, tournament's yeah. okay. Like, there are lots of people out there that like tournament. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, you know, to keep things fresh, you got to you gotta switch things up a little bit mm-hmm. and give people something different, you know. What? It allows them to be challenged, right? Well, there's so much content in the Black Books. 
so yeah. much content in the black books uh, and campaigns and 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 ways to do you know um uh, uh, uh like so many ways to change up the way the game is played so you're not just playing the same six missions you're not just playing you know um you're not just doing the same thing over and over again beating a dead horse you know you can change things up make things interesting like you said tell a story um and and i think that's one of the things that it's i got a lot of people hyped up for lvo um i i mean i'm really i, I cannot wait to see what people are going to be bringing what kind of what kind of shenanigans and what and just uh, you know having a good time because i mean lvo i've been there this will be my third time going it's been a blast the other two times this time i don't think it's going to be any different i'm really piped up pumped up for it and just really looking to get some games in and have a good time Oh, if anything, it's actually going to be, you know, it's going to be bigger if you think about it, because people have been off not playing mm -hmm. really mo the vast majority of people for what? Per pretty much the greater part of two years. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be that. Oh, finally, you know, yeah. getting back into the getting back to the swing of things. Everything will be fresh and exciting again. So people yeah, are yeah. definitely going to be, you know, really, uh, you what? know, rowing, you know, putting out the boat for this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like. I mean, twenty uh, LVO twenty twenty one was uh, shut down because of COVID. Yeah, you know that uh, not unexpected. Um, so last time we had an LVO was in twenty twenty, and I think people are just gonna be jacked just to play games. Like it doesn't even matter about the the whole you know just playing the games and being with people and being in that It'll be setting. The camaraderie, right? The com yeah, the camaraderie. Thank you very much. The camaraderie and just the. The enjoyment of playing something we all love so much which is just it's going to be fantastic it's 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 what's getting me through some of the days because i mean our lockdown's coming down going away soon we're going to be talking about events that we're hoping to hoping to get going here in this in this year in 2021 so but yeah so that's what i've been working on so i've just been prepping up my my hobby area to start getting some more content added. This is going to, the stuff will be added to our YouTube channel. We're maybe going to try and expand our YouTube a little bit. Um, get more people watching, you know, get, get our name out there some more. I mean, it's, you know, people like what we're doing and hopefully they'll like yep. what I, what co the content I'm going to add to it, you know, on little YouTube. visual stimulation for the you know, peeps, visual, right? Yeah. A little visual stimulation. You know, like I said, this gear has been sitting here doing nothing for 18 months. And I spent a lot of money on it, so it's time for it to earn its keep. Use. Yeah, earn its keep instead of sitting in my basement doing nothing. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's what I've been working on. Um, so let's talk about what everybody's been talking about: the big news, the 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 leak, the massive leak that Horus Heresy starter set plastic models. Yeah. Now, now we all I, I, if you're listening to this podcast I I will add a link in the description but if you have not seen these these leaked photos yet what rock are you living under like if you can listen to us you need to stop listening to us and go find these photos they're everywhere they're on Instagram they're on Facebook they're all over the internet go find them stop listening to us go find these photos get a hard on for this please because I mean I don't know about you but from what I've heard and the rumors and there's all rumors, rumor mill is basically it's going to be about, I think it's 30 Marines in the starter set. I've heard one HQ. I've heard two HQs. I've heard a dread and five terminators. I 
don't think the Spartan's going to be in there. I think the no. Spartan's going to be a standalone kit. Yeah. It is definitely not the Forge World Spartan. You can clearly see that is no. not the Forge World Spartan. Everything's different. Like a lot of people have gone through these pictures with a fine tooth comb and mm. have really picked it apart. And the Spartan mm. itself, it's a, it's the whole front is like the armor plating on the sides where the tread is, mm. is, is, is very different. The, mm. uh, the front of the opening for the hatch is, mm. is definitely different. It's, it's definitely there, not I the cannot, same there's that iconography, iconography on the top of it, uh, where it's just a blank space. It's just a blank armor plate on the forge world one um there's just a lot of like you can tell it's not the forge world one just you yeah. just can tell and i mean if i had to guess the spartan has to be one of their best-selling uh forge world units like just hands down next to the rhino oh without to... question that thing's definitely it's one of the more iconic vehicles that you think of when you're thinking of the horus harris oh yeah 100 percent. that the ability to take 10 marines and two hqs fuck yeah i mean it's great and i mean i love the tank i think i i, I know when i first got really got into heresy the spartan was one of the first things i bought because i mean it's yeah spartan, me too you know and it's a fantastic model well that's the forge world the original forge world release with the uh tracks off that was not that was not good that was yeah, not pathetic at I all one of those <laughs> i think yeah, it was that, a nightmare that was a bad day that was a nightmare I still have nightmares of putting those tracks on. They were too short. They didn't fit. They looked like garbage. They broke. They broke broke before they got to you. Like, so when they when they decided to put them on, you know, uh, cast them on the uh, model, it was you know definitely a game changer. Yeah, you it was know, definitely a game could, changer. You could almost like raid across the playing. You know, all the players. Yes, you know, a community. sigh of relief. A sigh of relief. Yeah. I, anytime <laughs> I speak to anybody, it's like, oh, I got a Spartan. I'm like, which one did you get? Did you get tread on? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go through that pain. Yeah. The pain. The pain was real, people. The pain was real. But yeah. Um. I mean, here I'm gonna pull up the photos right now. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They're uh, they're they're definitely interesting. Looking at them, one of the first things you definitely notice straight out the gate is the fact that the Power Armor Marines almost look the same size as the Terminators. Now, I'm no. not sure if it's if if it's just because of the inset, but it, it could be the angle that the the photos are taken at, but you know, they might be because the, the, these are beefy boys and they might be going to more of a true scale Marine. They definitely have that true scale feel to them. Like, yeah, like they, they look like the, the, the standard six that you used to see as the, uh, in like the resin models, but they've changed mm -hmm. a lot of the things they've changed. Like, you know, the, the, the backpacks a little bit different, like the, mm -hmm. the yeah. venting on the side is you look at the, the like the, uh, the green, the great, not the, the green, grill. sorry, the, um, the, uh, van brace on it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's segmented. It's not one solid piece, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's small little things like that. And really, if you look at the toe, the toe is not just an end cap. It's, yeah. It's, it's got, it's got like these three ribbed, like it's ribbed almost, or like, like it's got these in, indents or grooves in them. Um, like almost like a three toe thing. You can even tell like the boot, the boot is different in, in general. And I'm just looking at the one picture here. It's the, uh, it's the one, two, three, four, five, six, six horse heresy or horse marines. Um, so it's a horse marines, and then it's got the uh, 
two, uh, three Emperor's Children, not Emperor's Children, Jesus, Imperial Fist Terminators, Cataphracty right Terminators. There, buddy, come on. And they are, you're right, they're, they, they're looking like they're uh, as big as those Cataphracty Terminators. Like, and again, it could be the angle the photos taken at, but geez, they're, they're looking beefy. But they're they're such brilliant models. Like you look mm. at everything. Like the heads are, are like the the bald heads are different. If you look at the guy in the front, he's got mm. what looks like a, the uh, you know the nuncio vox. That's a fantastic piece. Yeah. The piece yeah. that really got me excited there is the power fist. You see the guy with the with the power fist on his right hand. Yep, yeah, yeah, with the plasma pistol. Yeah, that is, that is a nice power fist. Like, it is. really, if you look across the range, a lot of the um, a lot of the power fists are left hand, right? Mm -hmm. There's only yeah. a few. Like, if for example, if you do breachers, if you've got like a breacher sergeant, they've all got the same fist that looks like he's you know doing a, a forward little bitch slap. But mm -hmm. this one, this one will give a little bit of variation. So I'm really excited to be able to use that one being, you know, a lover of the a lover of the fists, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it it is definitely um it's definitely a very like the models are the models are fantastic. And and I mean the real the real question is how many boxes do you get? Because I mean I'm hoping like I'm hoping what, what they're doing with this is Forge World, this is their third best-selling game. You got yep. Age of Sigmar, you've got 40k, and then you got Horus Heresy. It's the third best-selling game. Um, and I'm hoping that you know this pla this plastic starter set and plastic kits will bring more people into Heresy. I mean, and there's there's a few things like like a lot of people said like this is still going to be using seventh edition style rules. I don't even yeah. want to say seventh edition style because these are horse heresy rules. They're yeah, played like horse heresy rules. It's heresy and, two point Yeah, heresy two point I mean, you can clearly see a uh, scatter dice. Yeah, the scatter dice. I was so that, that means we're we're still going to see blast templates, and I know some people do not like the way blast templates work. They can be a long process uh to get through especially when you're using you know grave wardens you know they're the, those guys and their grenade launchers are horrendously they take a long time to get through their shots because they all scatter that's why i've limited myself to only five of them and only four of them have grenade launchers my sergeant has a combi melta just <laughs> to just so i don't have to sit there for eight shots or 10 shots kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm right? going for lunch. You finish up your rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how many guys I hit afterwards. Um, So yeah, so I mean, the scatter dice, I mean, it's nice to see blast templates. It's also nice to see that there isn't going to be a drastic change to, to heresy because part of the reason why I like heresy and the way it, it plays so much is because it still plays like essentially um, a more in-depth version of third. Yeah, it's it's definitely a throwback to the uh, the older style of play. Like mm -hmm. I've been playing I've been playing 40k since about 1998. Mm -hmm. So I I remember going back to when those older sets came out and a lot of them going up to a, probably I'm going to say about 6th edition were all kind of built around the same basic mechanics mm -hmm. and Eight felt like a to me because I, I I left the game for a few years for about seven years from ten mm -hmm. to twenty ten to twenty seventeen. Mm -hmm. um, coming back, yeah, the the forty k had all the newer models that were being rolled out for the um, Primaris, but mm -hmm. 
playing the Horus Heresy. I love the background. I love the fluff in these models were fantastic. But it was easy for me to go into because it was so much like the older versions of 40K that I'd played with for years. Yeah. So, so, it was, so it was easy. Like a lot of people are saying, okay, if I'm going to play, why don't we move this forward to eighth or ninth edition? It's like, no, because if you want that, play those games. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Horus Heresy, you want Horus Heresy to have its separate identity. Because if yeah. it has a separate identity, it's going to appeal to other people as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're 100% right. That, that's the thing. Like, like, I'm not playing 40K anymore, not because I don't like the models, but because I don't like the system that much. And, and, and that's not to shit on anyone who does love 40K, because... 40k is what i well not what i started one of the games i started in because it started in an epic but um it just it, it just it doesn't appeal to me the with the style of gameplay that i want to play and no. and 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 i i think that i maybe i'm one of these guys holding on to you know holding on to the past we're but, old. That's what we do now. Yeah, right? we're well. We're old. Like I mean, like I God, what ninety eight? So that was well, I would have been. Yeah, I, I think I started in ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere in there. Yeah, like it's, I started it's been in ninety six. But years it was a few years of fantasy. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, hey? for, for well, for me, I started. I started Epic when I was twelve, thirteen years old. I remember we found we found these Epic models in my buddy's older older brother's closet, and he's like, "Yeah, go whatever, have them." You know, I don't want them kind of what were you going through the older brother's closet for craig uh no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but whatever we found them and we we fell in love with the game me and my buddies fell in love with the game and so we started playing then my buddy asked for the new epic set for his birthday so we got the new epic set and then we were playing these we didn't know how to play the fucking game like i just want to make that that was the ones with the orcs and the uh the big um imperial titans right yeah no i can't remember i never got into epic that was actually the only game system i didn't really get into so i i don't really know anything about i, I love i loved epic i still i think i still have my epic somewhere hopefully um i loved i loved the game when i did finally learn how to play it i was it was after a couple of years of butchering the game um and not knowing how to play it properly and rolling I mean, four pluses for everything uh, just i i can't remember like i remember playing these massive because there was four of us, and I remember my one buddy had uh, Eldar, I had Imperial Guard, another buddy had Tyranids, and another buddy had Space Marine. And I remember doing this large, like me and my, my buddy who was doing the Eldar, he and I were going through like an arms race. And all we kept doing was buying super heavies. So he was buying, you know, the uh, the Titans, because you could still get the, the, the Wraith Titans and whatnot. Um, I was buying. I have a. I have a Warlord Titan, the old square box Warlord. I. I even got my hands on some Forge World Warhound Titans, and I, I remember I had just a ton of Bane Blades and Shadow Swords, and I think at one point in time I had like thirty or forty Lehman Rust tanks, <laughs> and just wave after wave after wave of Guardsmen, and we just had these massive battles on the floor. I remember taking like. Uh, Battle of Talar, and in your backyard, eh? Well, no. So we, we, we it was in the, it was in my buddy's basement. We take uh, masking tape and square off like this, like six, not even six by six. It had to have been eight by eight tape, you know, floor 
on on his basement floor and that was the table our table and we have this like next no terrain and we'd have these four-way battles which just turned into us ganging up on one person or another and i it was it was a blast but then you know as i got a little older and 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 whatnot i found 40k and third edition had just come out in 98 when i really was going into full swing of things yeah it was 98 when third edition came out yeah and and that's where my love of this game has gone. It started in, in basically at the beginning of, of third edition. And, and I think that's why I hold on to seventh edition so much because it is still third at its core with a lot of tweaks and a lot of changes, but it still plays like it still plays like third. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, now, I think a lot of the reason why a lot of the uh, older veterans play it like mm-hmm. the average the average uh age for horace heresy guys is usually somewhere in their 30s right mm-hmm. so putting that time frame back the, th- the 30 year old guys they would have been starting and playing and being teenagers when that third edition came mm-hmm. out. you're 100 right oh yeah you're 100 right and i mean you myself were, were just two of those guys you know that 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 that's how it uh it started even 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 there's even one of my old friends who started playing uh 40k with me in third edition uh she's down in uh calgary right now and she plays horus heresy you know and again it's because it plays so much like it was when we were when we were kids or not kids but teenagers um and something i have heard and this is one of the rumors that's got me the happiest i think it's going to change the way we see the game moving forward especially how people build lists I've heard that dreadnoughts are going to have wounds instead of hull points. Yeah, that's definitely something I heard too, which is fantastic because I now know I've they're been not going to get screwed about... up when they're fighting against big robots, right? I, I'm not. I'm, I've been complaining about that since fucking third edition, because I remember. I, I remember this clearly. I had a dreadnought, and my dreadnought kept getting his ass whipped by a wraith lord. Because why? Because the wraith lord was had wounds, and I couldn't instant kill it. So yeah. he could instant kill my dreadnought, no problem. And yet my, his Wraith Lord, yeah, no, not a problem. He, he could walk through me. And I mean, yes, the Wraith Lord should be better than the Dreadnought. But, like, come on. It was not even, it wasn't even fucking hard for him. Like, and so hearing that the Dreadnoughts are going to have wounds, um, mm, mm, it's so good. It's got me happy. I mean, I have a lot of Dreadnoughts, and, and that's the one change that I think that is going to be the best change. I mean, I've heard other people, you know, want the psychic phase change, and I agree. There's there could be some changes to psychic phase. Just don't play a psychic legion, right? Yeah, uh, well, Council I mean, the I like... happen. You can't use psychers anyway. Uh, <laughs> that was like, it was like speed limits. It's a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it was a suggestion to Magnus. And I mean, I, I mean, there's there's some easy ways I think they could fix the psychic phase. Um, the the battery system and that's something i definitely took full advantage of with my sons of horus uh basically all the other psychers on the table were only there to you know give magnus more uh dice to roll in the psychic phase and i get that that's not the greatest thing and i really think that if they change this that you know you get you get your pool of for you get you roll to see if you get your your psychic how many psychic dice you get so you roll six you get six and then your guy, so let's say Magnet, or let's say Airman, who has three, he's a uh, master level three, so he can have three psychic charges, plus he can take from the pool of six that you got from rolling. He can't take from anyone else. 
And that way you're going to limit how many times he can use his powers. Um, I think that would definitely fix it. Oh, I, I can't even begin to fathom what would actually fix it. I, I kind of skipped through the psychic phase part of the book just because it was like I looked, I was looking through the rule book and then I looked at the psychic phase and then started to, and it's like, hell's no, I'm not it, touching it, that. I'll play a legion is, that doesn't rely on it. Well, there, I mean, in, in reality, it's only the it's only the, the thousand suns who really need to rely on, and the demons. Yeah, because I mean, other than that, you're just gonna have what a mastery level two librarian. Yeah, like, yeah, you're really not gonna have anything that's too too high above and, that. But... And I think that I think that was part of the problem when it came to to the Thousand Suns when they were introduced is no one knew how the psychic phase worked because no one used psychers. Like it just wasn't a thing. The Thousand Suns are the like are basically the only legion that heavily use psychers. And I mean, like I said, you'll get the spattering of, you know, maybe a librarian here, but you're not getting word bearers might have something. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But there we're, again, we're not talking at the level that the, no, the thousand no. sons were, you know, and, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that got changed in 2.0 heresy 2.0. I mean, it, it, it's definitely something that could be, could be worked on. I'm hoping, and just looking at these pictures, and I'm still staring at these pictures. I'm on spiky bits right now, staring at these pictures. Yeah, so am I. The cataphracti, uh, they're definitely the same models as before. There's definitely the same ones that came in the uh, Betrayal of Kelf. Um, But, like, I, I, I'm really starting to think that they may be moving to uh, true scale marines, because these, these, these guys are beefy boys. They, yeah, they're proportioned better, definitely, right? Yeah, like you can see, they got some weight behind them, um, a more of a presence on the battlefield, if you will. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't look, they look less comical. Like the the head's not as bulbous, and the mm. the limbs, the limbs are more proportioned. Yeah, because um, I mean, I'm, I'm even on spiky bits, they have like some of the old Mark uh, Six Marines here. Yeah, the the forge world ones, and they look gangly and thin. Their legs look thin. They they don't look. And don't get me wrong, I do like the forge world models, and I do get that there were limitations on what they could do, but they don't have the same battle presence as these Mark Six Marines do. No, these guys no. look like they're there to kick ass. They're chewing bubble gum and kicking ass, and they're all out of bubble gum. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I love them. I love these models. These models of like, I don't know what army I'm going to add them to. I don't know if I'm going to start a new army, but I know I'm getting at least two boxes of these. Like, oh, I definitely. Just, I mean, without, it, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Without question, like these models, you could really, you know, a lot of people are going to look at the Mark Six and go, "Oh, Mark Six, you know, realistically, you know, the only these legions used them and mm. were accessible." But mm. you know what? Real, if you really wanted, you could roll these into anything. You could like, I, I'm going to have some, and I could probably throw them into my iron hands and just say mm. it's, you know, the the um, the sm the the cell met up with some, I don't know, imperial fists that had mm. a stockpile of mm. this equipment and re-equipped these guys because the uh the survivors from the shattered legions had taken so many casualties oh, and yeah, their armor 100%. was beat up that they got this armor right you yeah. could use any excuse to put these in here these are fantastic models why would you not want to field these things oh fuck yeah you're 100 right i agree with you 100 like i was talking when i was talking to alex when this dropped i mean 
uh, we, we, he, he sent me a message. I was at work. And I was, I actually stopped what I was doing. I went to the fucking bathroom and was like on my phone checking, checking this, uh, these, these leaked photos out. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for my emperor's children. Hundred percent. This yeah. is the perfect opportunity for my emperor's children. These malls are perfect for them. They're the I I I was like basically I'm on hold for my emperor's children for until at least get one of these box sets. Now the cataphractic terminators I have, and and being that I was cleaning up my hobby hobby room, I have forty five of them in my dark angels. I don't need any more plastic cataphractic terminators. I don't need them. They don't fit my Emperor's Children list anyways. And I might save them for something else. Maybe maybe my World Eaters, maybe my Death Guard. I I I, I don't know. But the, the Marines themselves and even these HQs, like I know you don't get a very good like glint like a very good shot of them. They're they're kinda in the background or in the middle ground of the picture, and so they're kinda unclear. And I mean these are someone took a photo of of a screen, you know, someone's computer screen so that's why it's really like hard to even see anything and and like i mean the cat's out of the bag at this point you know i'm hoping forge world obviously they have plastic versions of this i'm hoping we're going to see them soon i'm hoping we're going to see you know heresy 2.0 within the next couple months i mean i mean, that may be wishful thinking we may not see it till 2022 i mean i haven't heard any any rumors about release dates and maybe maybe there has been something well, traditionally, from what I heard, is they've been releasing, uh, they released the Betrayal of Calth and the Burning of Prospero. I think it was, what was it, around Black Friday or something? Oh, maybe. They, they, they were around the same time period, like a, f a few years apart. I can't remember exactly because I well, hadn't that's... gotten back into the game at that point. But that's when they were saying that they that they had dropped those two. So maybe they're thinking a later later time of year that they're going to drop them around that time and maybe try to capitalize on Christmas time. But maybe. really, I, I want them now, right? We, we oh, yeah. We all, we all want them. We all want them now. Okay, so I'm looking. It was November 2015 for Betrayal of Kelp. And burning of... Okay. Prospero. Oh, nope. Okay, I am messing this up. I love the chain bayonets on these guys too, eh? I know. Yeah, okay. there's there's a few of them. There's the old, there's the little stubby one, and then I think I see one there that's got, he's got a longer chain bayonet. It looks like October twenty second. Yeah. So, we're you're right. We're looking probably at October November release, hopefully. Yeah, here's I mean, hoping. I mean, that's, 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 you know, I mean, it's bad for my kids. Cause I mean, bye bye Christmas gifts. Cause daddy needs a new couple box starter sets for heresy. There's only know? one thing that daddy wants for his Christmas now. Right. I, I mean, God. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I know for a fact that at least two are in my future, possibly more. Um, it's, it's going to be a cheap way to get massive amounts of Marines. Um, the dreadnought. Do you want to talk about the dreadnought? Oh, I'd love it's not to the, talk about the dreadnought. The dreadnought's not. The, it's not the same dreadnought from uh, from the burning of Prospero. Definitely not. You can see like everything. Like the the legs are different. The scrolling yeah. on the front of the torso is different. It's got the missile pod on the top, and it's it does. The, it doesn't have that generic like 
you know tiptoeing look to it and yeah it's like it's not like hi i'm dolly you know mm-hmm. type type look to it like i yeah. i have a couple of those down in my collection and you can only do so much with them but this guy like i really hope he's got more posable options but it's like he's got the missile pod on there he's got the power fist and he's got mm-hmm. the auto cannon oh you know mm-hmm. we don't have enough models that have auto cannons like i know high it... caliber high caliber ammunition just bam 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 that is a thing of beauty and that is a nice looking model Oh yeah, it's a fantastic looking model, and I'm hoping that the way they've designed it, and I'm I'm just looking I'm looking at the arm right now, the the auto cannon arm. I'm hoping the way they designed it is that four drilled guns will be able to fit on it. They'll just be able to slap. If you don't want that auto cannon, well, maybe you want the plasma cannon. You slap that on, it still fits like normal. Like I'm hoping that that's the way this model is designed. I I, I mean, it's probably going to be a fairly generic pose. It's not going to be as as uh, you won't be able to manipulate the posing as much as, you know, a Forge World 1. And if that's what you want, you know, go buy Forge World 1. But, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that they keep it, that you can slap on Forge World upgrade kits to it, like, you know, different weapons, maybe get the chain fist on there, maybe have it as a, uh, you know, the dual weapons, um, that kind of stuff. Like, I, I'm hoping that there's going to be some, uh, some customization to it. Like, like yeah. it's not just, like, that's the pose it's in and, and, and i heard i'm sure games workshop heard the people complain because i mean out of all the out of all the uh, betrayal health and prospero burn box sets i have because i think i have three of each i only have one of those dreadnoughts just one because i sold i got rid of the rest of them and at, at, at some point in time you couldn't even give them away because people really didn't want them like they're just they were just awkwardly posed they were oh i wish i was around during that period then I hated those things. I hated them so much. I only have one. It's half painted, and it's for my son's a horse, and it's yeah half painted because see, it... I've got two of these things. I've got one with the imperial fist that I just took two of the assault cannons. I strapped them to them, and you know mm. that's my that's my support dreadnought. And yeah. then the other one, I just you know changed the arm the power fist so it's kind of pointing out shooting the storm bolter and mm. i um i mm. cocked the auto the assault cannon to the right hand side just mm. kind of like he's it's more of a commanding shooting presence and i actually mm. did that one up as uh rylan or the unyielding for yep, the yep. Uh, Emperor's children. the eagle on the front and... yeah it's 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 like it's not the Forge World model. I tried the best I could do with what I had, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely that de- the model definitely left something to be desired. Oh, 100 percent. But looking at this model with the auto cannon on there, like that would be easy enough, even if they didn't make it, you know, interchangeable. Yeah. Because realistically, you look right below the pauldron, and you just kind of you just all you gotta do is just drill a little hole in there throw a little magnet i did it with my leviathan like i've got every arm Mm. that's done for the leviathan and they've all got they're all magnetized and Mm. it's you can swap them whatever way and it'd be an easy enough fix but here's Mm. hoping they give us a little bit of a little bit of option and we're thinking thinking ahead of it of uh well yeah and i'm hoping so too i mean being that this isn't a um a box game like a standalone box game like Kelth and uh prospero where like those games were meant they were plastic models we all did abuse those sets to build up our armies because they were fantastic for that i still haven't played either game no now, neither I, have I i know i've i know some people who have played the game and they say it's a fantastic game and alex and i have both talked about you know 
you know, doing up, uh, you know, small contingents of Thousand Suns and some Space Wolves for Prospero Burns just to play through it, just to actually yeah, play the game. I like, played, I have... I played a couple of the missions. They're, it's kind of interesting, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like definitely you're you didn't buy that 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 box for the the playset. You didn't no. you didn't want the cardboard things. Like I kept the the board's really nice for yeah. using like as maybe terrain or something like that. It looks it looks really cool for that. But outside yeah. of that, I, you know, you're gonna play it once and stick the pieces in a back of the box and shove them underneath the bed. That's you, well, you went, where you, they go, right? You went farther than I did. Cause I didn't even take them out of the wrapping. Oh, I, like went I did there and I tried to cannibalize them and I played a game or two with the kids. Yeah. Cause I got both my kids and they were, you know, just as I was selling my 40 K back, you know, in 2017 mm. before I moved out here, and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I've been sitting on this army for ages. I'll just, I'll just blow it out. And then they're mm. like, oh, these are really nice models, Dad. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so you know, I, my son wanted to do up Space Marines. My daughter was kind of looking at the Sisters of Silence, so I bought mm-hmm. the Prosper. But yeah, we played the mission. I think we played two of the missions, and the kids were like, yeah, this is cool, but and it's like, son runs off to play Transformers, and my daughter runs off to, you know, do whatever she did. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So it's it's not really something that you can play it, yeah, but not a lot of people have played it and bought it and left it just for those rules. Yeah. You buy them for the army, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and that was the thing like it was it was a simple way to bolster uh bolster your 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 30k armies because I mean Forge World is expensive. Um and you know, I think I think at release Prospero was like a hundred and seventy dollars Canadian, and you got what you get in it. Yeah, one sixty-five, I believe it was. Yeah, one sixty-five. Yeah, I think you're right. And you were getting Prospero. That was thirty Marines, five of the Custodies. Yeah, it was five of the Sisters of Silence. You got the HQs of Gygor and uh, mm-hmm. Airmen, and then yeah. you got the uh, Tartarus Termes. Which yeah. is definitely a good bang for your buck. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and I know a lot of people um, on our local uh, swap shop page. I mean, custodes were flying all over the place, and sisters of silence were all over the place. And you know, oh, I I want I don't want airmen, so but I want the rest for my space wolves force, and you know, and reverse. I don't want I don't want uh, the space wolves special character. Get rid of him. I I just want to do my thousand suns. Or just get rid of both HQs, and I just want it for my, you know, my Ultramarines or my Sons of Horus or whatever. Um, and I mean, the Prospero, uh, Burning of Prospero came out five years ago. I don't think a lot of people realize it. It came out in 2016. Five was, years ago? That? Holy crap, that was eh? five years ago. That's how long it's been since we've seen actual plastic models for heresy. Like for new, that, that, that aren't those overly overpriced you know, 90 or $80 for what is it? 85, five, 85, 85 for cataphracti. Like that's it, Canadian funds. Yeah. But it's so. cheaper to buy the forge world ones. Exactly. Like, why but, would I buy those plastic ones? Like seriously? Yeah. Like, you, you know, they're easier to cut through and customize and that type of thing. But it, yeah, definitely. You know, the cataphracti for the, uh, for the um, plastics, they're nice, but, you know, and I, I think, 
Yeah, for, for that price? Whoa. I agree with you. Like, the, for five, I'm sorry, but no. No, no. And I mean, I, I mean, there's been so many great things that have been dropping in, in, in Heresy lately. Like, out of all of this, we've all forgotten really to talk about Malagurst the Twisted. Oh, that's a brilliant model. I love him. Yeah. Because, you know, people, they came out with that one in the command box, and they're like, oh, that's Malagurst the Twisted. And it's like, mm. well, it really doesn't kind of look like him. It kind of worked, but it didn't really have that presence. Mm-hmm. And then this model hit, and it was like, that guy's yeah. definitely got a presence. He's definitely stands out different. Oh, yeah. From the leather gloves down to his uh, rebreather and everything like yeah. that. The, the, his Bolter. chest piece and everything, like the bolter's different. You can tell it's got some age to it. Again, I'm staring at the model right now. That's what brought me to talking about Malagurst because he, he got he got overshadowed. Like he like, did. like like it was. Oh yeah, we're you know everyone's like oh yeah Malagurst the twisted. You know that's awesome. You know it really only hit for the Thousand Suns players, and then you got. Um, all girl towel and it was like holy shit everyone's like mm, yeah and then the don't plastic... forget the two for the imperial fist those oh, were yeah, the, 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 the two the two uh the uh terminator captains or terminator yeah. praetors and the terminator praetor and the uh regular praetor i mean like we've been forgetting about these things because like they've just keep like it just seems like there's a set steady drip you know like everybody's like oh you know heresy's dead yeah fuck that shit it's not fucking dead it's but not the good. question is for these great models that are coming out. When are we going to actually see them on, the, you know, on the website to be able to order? Because if you remember, Saul Tarvitz, how long ago was he released? Like almost a year, a year ago? ago. Yeah. Like we I definitely still... need. I definitely want to. Ha- you know, Alex. Alex did up a really nice one for my Emperor's mm-hmm. Children, but that model. Oh man, that that model oh, definitely screams Emperor's Children. Like the the customized helmet, the the different. You know, the sword that he carries with mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. The, the pose. It's just such a brilliant model, and I just want to get my hands on these models, but they haven't released them yet. It's like. Mm-hmm. Games Workshop, Forge World, stop being a little cock tease. Give us what we want. You've shown it. Release yeah. it. Yeah, and that you're you're 100 right. But and the one thing, the one thing is, I get the feeling it. There's something. I think you're going to see a big, big drop of a lot of things. You know, come the. And I I mean, in reality, uh, I mean, Self Harvest is you can buy. Well, let me say this. He's on Forge World's website. He's been sold out forever. Like if you didn't yeah. get him the day he dropped, you just didn't get him. Well, that's the that seems to be the problem with Games Workshop. Like I just I just read like an article or watched watched a quick video on uh, on Spiky Bits as well, and the guy was talking about how Games Workshop they've been doing this like they've really been doing the supply and demand type of thing, <laughs> and really kind of teasing us with it, putting it out in minimum minimal amounts you know very mm-hmm. small amounts of stuff mm-hmm. and then they just kind of drip feed it and instead of giving you know the stores the the right amount of stuff they've been it's like well the they're, demand they're, they can't meet meet the demand well it's and almost it's like really, they're go ahead like they're, they're they're creating a, a shortage to to boost up the demand right they're creating yeah. their own and they may not be doing that i mean it, they, it could actually be because of covid i mean COVID's a thing. The light, the yeah. light is really at the end of the tunnel. I'm getting my second shot here. Oh, um, I just got mine today. Oh, nice. I get yeah. I get my second shot on Wednesday, and 
you know, like things are starting to go back to normal here and, and it could, it could very well be that, but like, seriously, like even with the ninth edition starter set for, for 40 K, like they, they really, like you had to get, what was it? If you didn't order it, pre-order it, you had to do the, uh, games workshops, what they're, they're made to order thing. Yeah. Like you couldn't just go into a store and get it. Like that's your, that's your starter set for your ninth edition. That should be everywhere. That should be yeah. easy to get for anyone. You want people to le- start buying your game? It should be there. It should be saturate front the market and, with it. Yeah, front and center. I should be able to walk into a games workshop and be like, "There's the ninth edition starter set. Give it to me. I want to play it now." Not, "Ooh, I got to go onto the website and ooh, I've got to ooh, order it and now I got to get it shipped and now I'm waiting." But I mean, if if you're just new to the whole um tabletop wargaming or you're just kind of getting interested like i i i worked for games workshop when i was a teenager i think you did too in in, in a capacity right yeah i was uh i was one of the members of that old uh system the outriders so it yeah. was basically an out-of-store representative you we ran a lot of the events and <laughs> checked in with a lot of stuff and uh got deals on certain things and did lots of sampling and demos mm-hmm. but when i when i was working for games workshop Basically, we were taught to teach people how to play this, the, uh, using the starter set in the store and basically turn around and go, and if you want to play it there, if you want to buy it, it's right there. There's a $180 starter set. It comes with everything you just played with on the table. That was like, 110 I, back in the day, bro. Oh yeah, you're right. Inflation. <laughs> when, hey, yeah. when I started, when I started, when I started buying tactical Marines, a, a 10 tactical Marines was $20. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days too. I remember those days because those was like we always say the good old days, but I mean twenty dollars like that. I didn't have to wait forever to buy as a, as a you know a teenager who didn't wasn't working at the time, um, to go and buy a uh, box of uh, tactical marines. Oh, like, I know. Oh. I, I was a paper boy for mm-hmm. you know years, probably from about the age of nine or 10, all the way up until, you know, I got my first job at about 16. I was mm-hmm. a paper boy. And, you know, that little amount of, you know, extra jingle jangle in my pocket, that really, I was able to really kind of get into the hobby with that because mm-hmm. not only were the boxes cheaper and affordable, but you could, you could buy, you could <coughs> buy individual blisters of things. So if you're mm-hmm. doing your tactical box up and you had your tactical Marines already, but you wanted to add a plasma cannon to it, mm-hmm. bam, you go in there and you get you know a, a blister of 15 bucks two yep. of those heavy weapons in there mm-hmm. you're laughing right yep no oh, i don't have that option anymore i i remember like i remember like buying terminators and i was i was doing blood angels at the time i remember buying i had to buy them individually uh because the lightning claws were only in the pewter and they were only in individual blisters but i was able to build it over a, a longer period of time i didn't have to go and buy an 85 dollars set of terminators to get five guys i don't even think buying all five of them in pewter cost me that much like like, like it's ridiculous how much the price of those those cataphractic terminators are. and i'm not trying to shit on games workshop but come on 85 dollars how is my how is how are my how are our kids going to get into the game without heavy support from us? Like it's not going to be like it was for us when we found the game and started using our allowance or our you know our uh, our, our, our 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 paperboy money to get 
to get into the game like we are gonna have to support the kids to even get into the game because it's so expensive and i get it inflation i get it, the models are more detailed i get it they're running a business and you know 20 dollars tactical marines is not a viable price for marines but 85 dollars for five terminators that's not viable either but isn't plastic supposed to be more affordable and cheaper to use and process and work with than um pewter Res- oh yeah you would think so yeah exactly i mean the re- so- stop getting so so greedy and you know you sure they've done some great deals they do some great deals like those when eighth edition hit they released all those box sets where mm. it was like the the smaller i i don't remember exactly what they it were was basically called. the get the get started they're, they're called get yeah. started so it'd be like two squads on each side or you know mm. a small little skirmish thing and it was bigger boxes built up to it those were fantastic and they've mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. been games workshops always been clutch when they come to the big you know the big box releases to do it like the fantasy ones where they had the dwarves and the uh the, the night goblins that was mm-hmm. a fantastic box mm-hmm. stuff like that so they've they we know that they can give us deals and breaks on things if they do that but if they knock it down to the squad by squad mm-hmm. sales it it can really really skin you and add up it's mm-hmm. it's just not enjoyable at that stage mm-hmm. and i know they've kind of moved towards game with uh with 40k they've kind of moved it back towards kind of i guess you could say second edition where it was less models on the field yeah yeah but you know i i like the idea of the larger larger armies on the field because then it feels like a real battle right yeah, if there's a character a on there it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel like you know why is we'll say mortarian walking around with 15 dudes like sure yeah. you can say you know realistically it's a small part of the the entire battle that's yeah. going on but it still takes away you don't fully immerse yourself in the whole feel of this is an epic battle it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's bigger than just you and me you know we're a drop in the bucket compared to yeah. that and i want to feel that when i put the army down on the battlefield i don't want to just you know put 15 models down and oh that's it you know mm-hmm. no i agree with you I, you're 100 right on that i do agree with you i just it's it just it, and that's part of the reason why again i'm i'm more 30k and how will be probably 30k over 40k is just because the the battles are bigger the games are played with more guys they feel more epic you got you got this bigger experience and and you're telling a lot it feels like you're telling a larger story and the armies um, have character mm-hmm. no two armies play the same no two units play the same my imperial fists tactical marines against your sons of horus mm-hmm. tactical marines work totally different Yep, a hundred percent. And they look different, you know. You model mm. them differently because they're they're gear. They they yeah. they can use the gear differently. Yeah, you know, right. it's not just oh, I'm going to paint them a different color. Like that was one of the things that really turned me off about um, the Primaris line. Is they mm. all look the same. Primaris Army One and Primaris Army Two, different colors. That's it. And mm. it's so so. There's no imagination. There's no character. And that's uh, I, mean, I, I love heresy. Yeah, no, you're right. And I mean, for the the 40k lovers out there, if you guys love 40k, all the power to you. It's what got me started in this game. I just, like you said, I'm I'm not a big fan of 40k. I've never tried to hide that from anyone. I'm in the same camp as you. I know a lot of guys who I play heresy with are in the same camp where they, you know, 
40k is what they got, what got them started but heresy is where their true heart lies yeah you know and i think that's just the way it is now we are getting we're about an hour into this episode and i think we should take a musical break and come back and talk about building and a community and uh talking about events what do you say let's get her done okay to our next topic because we've been talking about uh the plastic box leaked photos of the plastic box set for good 45 minutes to an hour um and we're going to start talking about communities now ryan you started started a community in nanaimo and we have a community here and you've you've kind of been a a go go to in the uh central alberta community uh you've been building up a, a community in a small town basically or you know in a r- kind of a rural area um and i you know i was definitely one of the key members of starting up the edmonton uh community because i'm well, i was me and another gentleman started up the uh the uh oh, what's the word i'm looking for long ass tournament <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> running campaign. The camp. Well, it wasn't a campaign. It was just like uh, you know what I'm talking. Long term narrative. Yeah, long term narrative. You know our 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 whole thing here in here in Edmonton. I'm I am stumbling over my goddamn words right now. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about building up community now. I think one of the hardest things for people is building up a community, especially in a game that is a niche niche game. Heresy. I mean, as when I say niche, I mean it is the third best selling game Games Workshop has. So it's it, it's it's not as out there as 40k or Age of Sigmar or even Ninth Edition, not Ninth Edition, but Ninth Age, I should say. Um, yeah. but it still has a great player base. It still has, like we were saying, a lot of the 30-something-year-olds who started playing the game in 3rd edition or 4th edition. Um, it it doesn't, doesn't have a lot of younger guys from no. what I've seen. And um, part of that problem, I think, has to do with the fact that primarily you need a credit card to get most of those models. Mm-hmm. You're right. You need to get them from Forgeville. And that's what yeah. I'm hoping this plastic box set, the starter set, and these plastic models will change. And I'm hoping to see a younger generation coming into the Heresy community because, I mean, I think there's one guy that I know of that's not in his 30s that plays the game. Josh? You're, Josh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's not many of them. You, you, most of the most of the guys, like we had said earlier, are usually in their 30s or 40s, and they've been in the hobby for a while. And mm. a, a good injection of fresh, fresh blood, new blood, would definitely help the heresy community. Just because then it would go, it would spread spread out faster, right? Mm. Mm. And that's the thing that's we what we want is we want as many people as possible to be playing this game because that. It, it gives it gives life to a community and like we have a we have a, here at edmonton we have a massive and i mean massive 40k player base it's so massive that at one point in time we have two, we have two games workshops in our city here in edmonton and at one point in time both those both those games workshops were in the top 10 most profitable games workshops in north america all of North America, those two were in the top 10. So we have a really super healthy 40K community, a lot of people playing. I mean, we have months of cold weather that gives us the opportunity to build and paint and play in stores when there's not much else else to do. The weather's like miserable <laughs> outside. Yeah, try um, priming out minus 40. Yeah, not going to happen, yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing. Uh, paint booth is definitely needed. So you got to get your priming done in the summertime. You got yep. from basically April to early October, and then you're hooped. Um, but yeah, but I mean, we also have a really large 30K community here as well. Um, and, and I mean, you've started getting a bunch not a bunch of guys but not, 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 there's a you have a few guys out in your small town um that you've been getting more you've been slowly building up your own community in 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 uh i want to say red deer but i mean Pinoca. yeah um but that whole central alberta scene and and you've kind of become the bridge between the calgary and the edmonton guys and i just want to go i want to talk to you about how you see is the best way to start building and starting a community and how how doing that in a rural area can be difficult and some of the challenges you've seen yeah yeah really the first thing i noticed like moving 
moving from Nanaimo, which is, you know, just over, you know, a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. down to Pinoco, which is 7,000 people really was a bit of a challenge. Um, definitely. You don't have the, you don't have a local game store down here. You like the closest ones, Red Deer, which is about 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, Luckily, I, I work in Red Deer, so I'm able to get to that store. And there's a few stores in there, but one that's particularly uh, got a good selection of stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge. The first thing I really did is I, I started going through and, and uh, going through all the local 40K groups and mm. figuring out who was, you know, logistically near me. So mm. I went through basically within the next you know, three or so towns because you got, you've got Edmonton. That's a, that's an hour North of me and you've got Mm -hmm. Calgary. That's like two hours South of me. Mm -hmm. So that leaves a lot of the area in the middle of of Alberta. And I knew that considering they had a decent sized game store that I could find somebody in there. So after rifling through and Facebook's really good for that, you go Mm -hmm. through, you join, you join a group that's in the, kind of the surrounding area yeah. and then you look through where each player is located mm-hmm. and that's what i did i kind of i kind of did a little bit of internet stalking that way and yep. anybody that was in the surrounding area and i got lucky I, f- I found one guy that was actually in the same town that that messaged up in saying hey i'm in Padoka. is there any 40k players Mm-hmm. And the first then I went and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, selling people things and getting mm-hmm. them on board with an idea. I was really kind of blessed in that way because I remember back in the day when I started 40K and actually fantasy and getting into mm-hmm. the game, we had a great guy in Nanaimo. It was Wes Watts or William Watts was his name for some of the old timers that might be out there that might listen to this. I know there's mm-hmm. one guy that he 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 actually said the same thing Wes was so good at getting you excited and getting you right into it telling the stories of the games and everything mm-hmm. getting you wanting to play and roll dice so I, I i've been really good in with being able to do that same thing mm-hmm. so i talked the local guy and mike bush into playing he he played 40k but i told mm-hmm. him well, why don't you try 30k and i got him stoked on the the more customized legions and everything mm-hmm. like that but the the thing that really got him and the thing that really gets a lot of people is the primarchs mm-hmm. so once i got him on board with getting him to play to to want to do that mm-hmm. and he got the primarchs and he 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 really started shifting over to heresy more because even with 40k guys, there was only like two or three guys in town already that he mm-hmm. had kind of know, known, but they were kind of going elsewhere and they were doing work in other fields and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, once I found one, I I moved. We we would start playing there, and then mm-hmm. I found another another guy that was looking into playing the game norman and he was wanting to get into the game so we he was first looking at 40k and then we got him into 30k and kind mm. of pitched that idea to him and now norm is right into 30k too and then that mm. went for, to another guy that we found that was also 40k and we we pitched him the whole idea as well and mm. we we made it it was just baby steps. So it was basically finding the local players, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting them excited into it, 
even going and sampling playing a game with them like the cool thing is 40k a lot of the models are close enough that you would be able to use them at least for especially in the first born line yeah you you use a lot of them as 30k later heresy stuff yeah so you know the guy that had the dark angels from the uh the dark what was what was that game called where it had the uh dark angels in it all the plastic dark angels um dark dark come on craig you're a dark angel player um oh was it a 40k game yeah it was a 40k game it was it had the dark dark angel millennium it. yes i think it was the dark millennium it like, had like that of... that we're talking we're talking the early 90s no no it wasn't that then it was uh not too long ago they had one and it had it had these really nice um deathwing terminators in there and it had a it had a character in there and it was i can't remember the army but anyways i digress um so basically once i was able to get a, a few players in there you're able to um and then going into the local store you can do postings um oh. in previous years i've also done like facebook makes it so much easier oh yeah facebook even in a 40k a game group it's definitely a game changer because you can go into any one of those 40k groups and you're like hey guys uh, new to the area actually a heresy player is anybody play heresy yeah and i managed to find a couple of guys in red deer that were into it there was a guy in lacombe that was into it all these guys are within a, within a 40 minute drive mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. any direction so once you're once we were able to do that, um, unfortunately, the area that you know in Red Deer doesn't have a gaming table, a, a shop that has gaming tables. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it largely relies on having to have players that have their own gaming table. Yeah. So basically, what we did is we originally in Nanaimo with my gaming group, because we haven't really gotten this way. We've, we've done it differently here mm-hmm. because in Nanaimo, what we did is we actually had, I had a table and mm-hmm. um, we, we, we all pitched in and bought a bunch of the plastic terrain. Mm-hmm. So once we were able to get a plastic terrain and we got a table, we, we would in turn set up a game night. Yeah, but now that it's easier to get a hold of terrain because you're not always building it from scratch or using the same few you know plastic kits the Games Workshop had out, mm-hmm. especially around the time of Apocalypse is when when the scenery and the, the different buildings really blew up. You're able, everybody is able now to like every one of the guys in town. Like we've got a good five or six guys that are in town, and even in on the. Uh, on the level of the central Alberta group was the one mm. that I originally started as my local group. It's got 13 people on board on now. Yeah. Which is huge compared is to, huge. you know, which is if you compare it to, you know, you've got a uh, 7,000 people in this town, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this town, this area is a lot of smaller towns. Well, and that's the thing, like you're talking, you're talking, you say 7,000 people, but you're also talking about, again, a niche game. You have no hobby store nearby. You have, you have a lot, you're already having a lot of hindrances in getting a community built up, which is awesome. I mean, 13 guys is still 13 guys. I mean, you know, it's dudes looking for other dudes playing, you know, plastic models, right? Yeah. And, the and, thing I mean, is, it doesn't, it's not easy, especially being in Alberta. 
Alberta is central Alberta is not traditionally known like it's a lot of smaller little towns that are built around farming communities mm-hmm. or they're built around um you know oil 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 communities and it's a yeah. lot of the smaller stuff like that so real realistically um the the population is more about they're more into dirt biking you you find yeah. the the geeks and the nerds which i affectionately call myself right mm. and my my wife refers to my 40k my heresy stuff and she's from scotland so she calls it geek shite right it's geek <laughs> shite to her and everybody knows it as geek shite mm. around my house um the geek shite you don't find because it's rural in central alberta it's mm. not they they love their dirt bikes. They love their quadding. They love their snowmobiling. It's and mm. hunting and it's all that type of thing. You don't have the guys. You don't have as many people that are just the straight up geeking game nerds. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have as many, so it's harder to get them. So when you do get them, they stick together more because yeah. you've got less people to draw from. Oh, 100%. And, you know, it's everything. Like it's board games. You could you could have a board game night. You could have this. You could have mm-hmm. that. But it doesn't just have to be heresy, right? Yeah, but the community sticks together a whole lot more, closer because it's a smaller, closer lit community, closer knit community. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, when 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 I when I was starting the league, um, with an, another guy, another gentleman, way way back in the day, this was. 2014 it was just me and him and it was just me and this alex guy not 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 um not 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 out not our alex um it was uh Flack. it was another gentleman i got okay um he he and i started it was just me and him playing we we're just playing each other and so we're like we found out some a few other guys basically the same way you did through a 40k page you know basically dudes looking for other dudes to play heresy with and then we found a few more guys and we're like okay got a few guys i think we had seven eight guys and we were happy with that just because it was just me and him so now we have seven eight guys so then i created a, a page we created a, a, a facebook page what was basically to bring people th- you know 30k minded people in our area edmonton into this page so they had one place to look for all the 30k needs. And I'm looking at the page right now. And as of right now, it has 111 members to it. Now, not all those guys are from Edmonton. Some of them are from the Calgary area. Some of them are from central Alberta. Some of them are from even the Northwest Territories. But it was a place. I, I, the, thing about, the thing about the page was it was a place for people to find each other. And that's one of the greatest things about Facebook is it's just this place you can use to find now i'm not i don't keep facebook on my phone I, I i social media can be a pretty bad thing but in the case of starting a community or a gaming community facebook is your go-to in my opinion you cannot find yeah. a better better way of getting a, a, a group of guys together to play who are like-minded to play whether it could be anything from 40k 30k hell you you started up a uh a paintball league yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be like, it's just, it's one of those things where you can just type in, go into the search and go, you know, Horace Heresy 30K Edmonton. And bam, 
guess what? You found you found the page, or you found the Alberta Hub page, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's just it's it is just the best way for guys to get together and find uh, find like minded people. That's the that's the thing. Like, your Twitter's not going to be as as effective. Instagram's not going to be as effective. You know, I mean, I guess maybe Craigslist or Kijiji, but you know, you're going to get a little. It's going to get a little weird when you yeah, start looking dudes at dudes looking, looking at dudes. dudes yeah it's gonna get a little weird they may not be looking for the same thing you are so yeah facebook's definitely your your best your best and it's a, your best tool and it's one of those great things about it is it's a support system too it's 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 you encouraging each other and you being supportive of each other and and you know when, when one guy's like you know showing his painted models you know encourage him you know it may not be the greatest paint job but like good job man here doing you're doing your best kind of thing right it's still paint on the model yeah and it's i, I still mean that's... progress it's still <laughs> showing that there's a fire and there's a drive to want to make it come to life yeah exactly you're right and and that's the thing and i think the best thing you can do is be supportive not only not only just step one is finding each other step two is supporting each other yeah. You know, encouraging each other, being there for each other. I mean, we, we, like I said, we play a very niche game. It's a, it's a, it, we are, you know, outliers in the geek community, even. Like, let's face the fact, magic is more popular than our game is. And so, so you don't want to alienate people from your community. Um, and I think one of the best things to do is, like, and when I say alienate, I mean, like, just ignore them not giving them the encouragement like you see someone post something one he 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 may he may know it's not the best painted thing in the world so what he tried his best he got paint on a model and he's he's proud enough to show it to everyone else and he's looking for that support you don't need to be shitting on him just be like good job man and you may not you may you, you may not like it but at least you're showing support and at least it's giving him the the feeling of a community and 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 the he's support getting the yeah, they're getting the acknowledgement and the encouragement. Yeah, it's a it's that fire that keeps you going. It's yeah. like you know, even if you get a couple of guys that are like, like getting likes are okay, mm-hmm. but I really find giving like a personal comment mm-hmm. on everything. Like for example, I'll I'll go and look at somebody's, we'll say, Space Marine Captain, and I'll mm-hmm. look at it and I'll be going and say for example great job i really like the contrast that you did between the armor and Mm -hmm. the actual tabard Mm -hmm. or something like that or it's like i love the gleam that you put on that sword or that Mm -hmm. face has a really great expression Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that you find people it really can be the difference between posting it and going okay you know four yeah. likes or 12 likes or you know yeah. somebody that's really making it personal mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's it's really it really motivates you and it gives you a good feeling and that's what you want because yeah. then even if they're not the greatest painter they're they you can you can give them you know little bits of 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 uh constructive criticism yeah yeah, an encouragement and tell them, hey, that's looking great. But, you know, you try one, this. Yeah. One thing that you could do to to uh, change things up, if you don't like how that was, like a lot of times as a painter, you're your own worst critic. Uh-huh. You're right. You're 100%. Because, 
because you might see little things that are that are not right that you don't like on your models <laughs> that other people do. Like I've had lots of comments on compliments on my imperial fists and the yellow <laughs> that I've used and the various different parts of that. There are parts <laughs> of it that I'm not entirely happy with and I don't think are the greatest, but people people let you know and the words of encouragement, even if they're not, you know, even if they're not like, oh, that's, you know, top notch, blah, blah, blah. It's mm. still encouragement. It still makes you feel good. It still makes mm. you feel like you're doing something right. Yeah. And you're improving in the, the right the direction. Day. Yes. And then you're improving and going on to the right direction. So Facebook's great for that because you're mm. able to go and you're able to bounce ideas off each other. And you're like, yeah. hey, check this out. And that might, you know, if you have this really nice emperor's children army that, that that might be something that will go and it's like oh i really like how that purple's done i've yeah. always wanted to do them maybe i'll try them out it can or really, really ask questions too like like i like that purple how'd you do it you know and and i like that can be a beneficial thing too like you it's a support system i think what it really comes down to is you need to be supporting each other and like yeah, it's definitely it definitely comes down to the support because um if if your group for example is not active it's it's really hard to really have people motivated to get into a game day mm -hmm. pinning down a game day it's it's not so much like i always found pinning down an exact game day was a little bit of a difficulty back mm -hmm. in the day in the 90s when i i i used to have a giant list of phone numbers mm -hmm. of each guy and i would when the weekend came along, I would go down that list and I would phone as many guys as I could to see mm -hmm. if I could get them to commit to come to the game day. Uh, mm -hmm. And we would get as many tables as we could going on of 40 mm K -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. So that was really, that was really a godsend being able to have a phone list to go down. Mm -hmm. But Facebook, it's it's so much easier to be able to do that because not only are you just phoning the guy up and asking him, but mm -hmm. he's also seeing the work that you're doing. And that mm -hmm. a lot of time motivates them to up their game and to do something. Even yes. guys that are not traditionally huge painters mm -hmm. might be motivated to put down the basic colors just so then it looks like an army instead yeah. of just like a black and white photo. Great. Yeah, great, great, great plastic or, you know, in this case, resin. You're you're hundred percent right. I th I, th I think at the end of the day, when it comes to starting a community, it, you know, it's a few. It's very few steps. It's one, finding and reaching out. Two, creating a Facebook page. And I'm, you know, some people may not like Facebook, but at the same time, it is going to be your biggest asset when it comes to starting a community because it it, you know, it'll start showing up on people who you know who have searched things. And I know Facebook, you know, watches everything we do. But if you have guys looking at Horace Heresy, and your page may start showing up in their feed just because you know they've Google searched Horus Heresy or they, you know, they've been on Forge World's website and Facebook knows this shit. So it is one of those best ways. To, it is a great way to get, you know, more people attracted to your page. Um, and then the last thing really is be supportive, back each other up, encourage each other, be there for each other, you know, get people pumped up for the next event, get people you know, talking about painting models and, and I know it's always, it's always a struggle to get people motivated, but I mean, doing your own work, being present, you know, you know, not having a page that doesn't have anyone 
posting anything, those, those things can hinder a, a community as well. Because if, you know, yeah. if I'm not doing anything and I'm seeing no one else doing anything, why, like, it's just not going to motivate me to do anything. So you just got this vicious cycle of no one doing anything. And I mean, COVID has put a damper on things, but I mean, we're moving into, you know, open season here and events are coming up. You oh know? yeah. And another thing that I've found that has actually been really useful during this time is not only not everybody has like yourself, you don't have Facebook mm -hmm. on your phone. Yeah. But if you go on Facebook messenger, you start a group and you add people to the group, yeah. you can have great conversations. Like sometimes I know you, for example, will put us on mute, but there'll be a handful of us and we'll just, you know, guys will pop in and pop out, but you're always getting the updates and what's going on. Like you're, mm. you can send photos and put photos up there and it's like, mm -hmm. Hey guys, mm -hmm. I'm working on this. Other guys are like, Hey, what's going on? You're bouncing ideas off each other. I've, I've had conversations you know all-day conversations of guys ju just throwing around ideas and throwing and showing paint schemes and stuff like this and it's mm. a lot more accessible to be able to do that and you don't have to go on to your facebook all the time you just got to have that messenger yeah you messenger is great for it too yeah messaging having having group conversations of like we'll say six or eight guys or however many you want just mm. showing it showing showing what you're working on. It's really yeah. can be inspiring and be the difference between being isolated and not being isolated. Well, see, part of the problem with, you know, our specific group chat is my at work. I'm not supposed to have my phone on the floor. Like I, I'm just not supposed to have it. So when I'll come back and there's 178 missed messages. Yeah. I'm, I can't, I don't have the time to read through all that. That's part of the reason why you guys are on mute because you guys talk a lot. Yeah, I try to keep I try to keep um, everything least on topic because yeah. unfortunately the thing is is also in those chats it's really easy to get thrown off topic mm -hmm. and it could be like oh you know sorry I didn't get any painting done on my stuff because my kids were fighting or they yeah. blew up they they broke the sink and then you start talking about house renovations and it can really really go yeah. you know can snowball really quickly so it's hard to really kind of govern the boys and say hey you know keep it on topic because yeah then you find that it's a group that you start ignoring mm -hmm. because it's not always on topic so really if you're going to go that that route of having a, a running running dialogue and a conversation with mm. a number of guys for heresy you really got to be quite um quite tight yeah. on yeah. keeping on the topic because yeah you don't you don't want to lose focus like you, you know if you want to have a if you want to have my kid was a little shit you know chat have that in another chat don't have that in your 30k chat like you know focus on the 30k game related you know that kind of stuff i mean you can wander off topic a little bit but i mean you're trying to keep it as you know focused yeah. on on the topic as possible right yeah and then when so, you're going to so when you when once you've got the, your community and you've got like a good phone list and what and uh or a messaging group to kind of work mm -hmm. with um you can go and do the game nights thing but if you don't always necessarily have those game nights um where you're going to go down and you've got 
X amount of play, people down there playing, you can always go down there and just take your models down there and paint. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just wandering in off the street, buying, we'll say a package, you know, a few packs of magic cards, mm -hmm. but, or, you know, a package or a box of space Marines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it could be a 12 year old kid with his dad and he just spent some of his birthday money on this stuff. And mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. sitting there painting these models at this table. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. going to, they can start to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Same with games. Like yeah. some guys, they when they want to do events, they go and they really go and say, I want to get a gaming hall. Which yeah. I've done gaming hall. Gaming hall is great because then you have an area, you've got your own space, you can often mm -hmm. get liquor licenses. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really solely um, dedicated to heresy. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem with doing those is you're isolated yeah you're you don't right. have as many people that wander in off the thing off the street you don't mm -hmm. have you, like numerous times i've had it where 40k i've been playing down to the game store and new players people will come in and they'll check out the event and they'll, they'll yeah. stand there and they'll watch the game and it's easy to stand around and watch the game and really get into it and so having an event Having not like it's easy to have one's a home mm -hmm. and meeting up in Buddy's garage because mm -hmm. everybody's got battle mats, everybody can get the terrain. But mm -hmm. by doing that, you're isolating yourself. But if you put yourself out in the stores, playing the games, doing the demos, mm -hmm. painting, it's visually appealing. Yeah, it's there. It's I there. Mean, it's in their face. They're interested. You've got them hooked. Well, I guess the the one thing the one thing is about stores is a, a, a they can be limited on space. I mean, we're still talking about retail space; it's still a store. Yeah. But at the same time, that's that's the key to it. It's a retail space; it's still a store. People are coming in and out, and I don't know how many times I've been playing at our one of our local game stores, Red Claw, and I've been playing you know with my Primark, and this you know a forty k guy will be coming over, and he's like, "Oh, who's that?" It's, you know, it's it's Horace. He's like, Oh man, that's awesome. That's so cool. You know? And, and just even that, that little bit of a spark can be a, a huge thing, you know, because it's, it's, it's not that far of a stretch to go from, Oh, I like 40 K to, Ooh, I like 30 K because I like the fluff or the primarchs or the, you know, the, the way it plays units. the units. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of 30 K units that, well, I'll just put all of them. You can't see in 40 K. And, and that's that's one of the great things about it. And and I mean, like I said, it's not a far stretch to go from playing 40K to 30K. It just really no. is. And that's one of the great things. Like when you're just even when you're starting, you know, a lot of those Mark 7, Mark 6 Marines can work across, but particularly the vehicles can. Mm. And the vehicles a lot of times can be the priciest part to actually acquire. Infantry is, if you think about it, is quite easy to get your hands on. Infantry, mm -hmm. you know, tactical squads, Terminator squads, and um, even heavy support squads like Devastators and mm -hmm. and the like of those are fairly easy to acquire and are affordable. Yes, but you're right. It's it's the big vehicles and it's having the armor that can be really pricey. Like some metas, they might go heavy armor, like lots of armor on the field, lots of tanks, mm -hmm. lots of support, lots of stuff like that. Other mm -hmm. metas, they might go an infantry heavy. Yeah. Preferably, me myself, I love the infantry, and yeah. I particularly, you know, I love those when it comes down to 
you know, the infantry is what makes the game, and that's how you capture the objectives. Well, I, I mean, yeah, to... I mean, I'm a treadhead myself, but yeah, I do like I, the infantry too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like having vehicles. Vehicles are definitely a necessity to have in the army, mm -hmm. but being able and Games Workshop was at least smart about that part where they they made it so a lot of the plastic Mars pattern vehicles, like mm -hmm. the Predators, the the basic box dreadnoughts, actually yeah. the Rhinos, the the uh, Vindicators, all that armor is actually accessible and usable mm -hmm. in the Horus Heresy. Yeah. So if you've got a guy with 40k in the traditional 40k, like the firstborn stuff, because mm -hmm. the primary merits, unfortunately, it does not transfer over to heresy at all. At all. No, not at all. Yeah. But if you get the firstborn vehicles and a lot of the older players have those, or if the um if new players they know the older hands that are around guys that have been playing for a while. Even if guys have been playing 40k for a while and they've gone Primaris, chances mm -hmm. are they've got stashed somewhere their yeah. old 40k vehicles. Yeah. In which case, you can pick up a, a, a Rhino, like a secondhand Rhino around here, 25 bucks, easy. You know, a Dreadnought, a box Dreadnought could be like 30 or so like that. It's getting the secondhand models can really be a great source of getting you into the game and getting it making the transition easier from there you can go into the forge world stuff and you can get your mana cores and you can get your spartans and you can get the older the speeders mm -hmm. the javelins the land speeders are another another one that's really good so if you get the 40k players that have this old collection and they're wanting to get in heresy. That's another way for them to get in, and it's yeah. easy to get pulling in. Out, you're pulling out their old stuff. Pulling out the old stuff, and it's a mm. it's a nostalgia trip down you know down memory, memory lane. lane. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I do agree with you. I mean, like you said, you could get get that stuff off these old guys who are these older you know guys who may not want to be playing heresy and are just trying to unload their old their old firstborn stuff because they're focused solely on Primaris Marines. That's a great way. I mean, we have our we have our swap shop page here, and um, people are always selling stuff. I mean, there's I last time I checked, fourteen hundred, thirteen hundred people. Oh yeah, some of the stuff like if you think about it too, it's like getting getting some of that stuff is difficult too. Like trying to like you'd think that a box dreadnought, forty k, everybody would have them. And everybody mm -hmm. did have the back of the day. But for Horus Heresy, like you've got the Contemptor chassis, you've got all the different Contemptor variants, and then you've mm -hmm. got the Leviathan. But th there's that thing, and you've covered it in your in some of your other episodes where mm -hmm. they, you've talked about the underutilized units. And the mm -hmm. Box Dreadnought mm -hmm. is really one. And getting a hold of Box Dreadnoughts, I found recently, it's hard to do. Because there's more players, heresy players, that are mm. thinking the same along, along the lines as you. You've mm. done it. And I know there's been a couple of times where you've gone and, and posted up asking for box dreads. And I mm. was going to do that. I was like, yeah. son of a bitch, Craig, I'm going <laughs> to steal your collection. But some sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge to get a hold of these things. But they are out there. And that makes yeah. the transition from 40K to 30K that much easier. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm on our swap shop page right now, and it a gentleman is selling a Imperial Fist Army. It is all firstborn, uh, 
I, I say you say firstborn. I mean, that's why I guess what they're calling them now. It's all regular Marines. It's got a Vindicator. It's got a Rhino. It's got some Breacher Marines. It's got some classic Scouts. 40K. Yeah, classic 40K stuff. I mean, this is a great way to get into the into the heresy. I mean, yes, granted, it is not uh, all Forge World, or it's not you know the uh, what we what we normally see for for, for uh, heresy. But at the end of the day, this this army would be perfectly legal in a heresy game, no questions exactly. asked. And the same thing with the Imperial Guard. You know, you can turn them into Astrum the um, the militia. The, uh, yeah, you could call them. A, you could do militia. You could go the the Imperial Army. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can go and do the um, the other oh. one. The um, no, the, uh, the Solar Ox. Yeah, the Solar Auxilia. You know, uh, there's, there's so many choices out there to mm -hmm. do that you can easily transfer these things across. So sometimes mm -hmm. you might be able to find players that maybe don't like the new playing style of the new edition maybe mm -hmm. they maybe they're just tired of it and they want something a little bit different maybe you know it could be anything like this but those players are out there it's just getting the access to the making fit doing a little bit of an appearance down at the game store making mm -hmm. yourself visible on there going on facebook and yeah. being uh, being on there and communicating on there you can get people really excited by just talking shop yeah, and that can really break up a day. You know, you're out there doing, you know, your service work wherever, and you're taking a, a quick ten minutes just mm -hmm. to get, you know, a water and maybe a little bit of a snack. And you're looking on Facebook, and some mm -hmm. of the guys are showing off what they're working on, mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. like, "Man, I really, uh, I'm gonna go home and do some painting tonight." You know, it can really yeah. inspire people to do that, and 100%. you just feed off each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So. That's that's our take on a community. I mean, it's a lot to a lot to take in, but I mean, there's a, a few simple steps that we've laid out, and I think that will work in any size community. Like it'll work in a large city, it'll work in a small town. It's basically the best way to go about, you know, finding dudes, you know, to play games with. That's just what it comes down to. Um, but I did want to talk about events. Now, we have some events that were me and you, because yep. unfortunately, Alex has moved. He is now on the other side of the country. Well, sissy, eh? Just couldn't, just couldn't tough it out here. No, he couldn't. Uh. But we're going to take up that mantle, and we are going to be running Return to Istvan 3. That's still a go, guys. I know it's been a year since we first started talking about this. We're still going to do it. It's still happening. It's still happening in Lacombe. You know, we may be able to get more guys now that the, some of the restrictions are being left lifted. So if you have, you know, one of the one of the first uh, first armies from Book One, you know, Sons of Horus, Emperor's Children, Death Guard, World Eaters, man, you're welcome to come play. Like like Mechanicum. Mechanicum. Yeah. Oh, Mechanicum. I thought you said Catacomb. I was like, no, Mechanicum. Mechanicum. I yes. didn't hear the M. I didn't hear the M. Yeah, Mechanicum. Uh, I, obviously, Alex was going to do Mechanicum for it. Um, it's still a go. Uh, we're, we haven't set a date yet because we're still waiting to hear more about the restrictions. We're still kind of playing things by ear. Um, but, I mean, things are looking really good right now. Lots of people getting their vaccines. 
you know, things are looking really good. So return to Istvan, that's definitely happening, like 99% sure happening this summer. So that's one of the things that we're still doing. Hikati, we're also doing. Hikati 2. And we're hoping to get that one done this year, right? Like we yep. were talking about. Now, yeah. we were hoping to run it in the style of LVO, 2000-3000, just so we get an idea of how, how, how it works. I, yeah. I, and Alex I mean, had, yeah, Alex had done this one for the first Acadie and it, yeah. it was, it was a really cool, um, concept, not concept. Play. No, it wasn't concept. It was a really cool, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Cause it was different. Yeah. It, it wasn't, was, it wasn't a tournament. It wasn't tournament. It was, it was less based on your personal performance. Personal mm. performance still played into the factor, but it yeah, was, but it was an overall side. Yeah, yes. it was uh, Heretics versus Loyalists. And, yep. and Dark it, Angels. It, yeah, okay there, bud. Okay. <laughs> I mean, everyone needs to get a shot into the Dark Angels. But Jesus. Okay, but besides, that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, like it, it, was, it, was, it was more about... It wasn't so much about your specific win-loss as it was more about your teams win loss like how yeah. how did your team perform did your team uh, complete the objectives that they were all trying to get you know what kind of hiccups were thrown at them while they were doing it you know the, yeah. the, there was it was it was a, it was like you said it was a breath of fresh air a lot of people had a lot of fun in it and we're hoping you know to take up that mantle and continue this this heresy train with events and 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 continue it and i know alex was the last time i talked to alex which was today actually uh actually it wasn't we didn't talk about that specifically today but we did talk about uh this week about how he's going to try and get back here for the event and, oh, and he may he may still run it but we're going to be doing we're going to have to be doing the legwork uh, you know getting the place to play it you know maybe maybe with getting prize support and whatnot um that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like it, it, it's, it's going to be a blast. You know, we got a lot of great things planned. We, we, we me and you were talking earlier about it's the van five. Oh, it's the van five. That's a, that's a chance to, to uh, bust out new armies too. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Definitely. COVID has actually been good for is because the hobby communities, not only have, have a lot of people finish the armies that they're previously working on, that yeah. they've had lots of time to marinate and work on new ones. Yes. Like I was at the beginning of COVID. I had, I had the Imperial fists and I had the emperor's children. Mm -hmm. And since then I've also done a, uh, I've done my sons of Horus and mm -hmm. I'm full into the iron hands. Mm -hmm. And with that, you're not only moving from the original box of those, mm -hmm. of those, uh, the original books, mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. legions, but you're moving into the next bunch. You're moving into the ones you're moving into the salamanders. You're moving yep. into the Raven guard. You're moving in, into the iron hands. You've got alpha legion making an yep. appearance. Night Lords making an appearance yep. that broadens up your group of players yep. hugely. And it's not just, you know, brother versus brother type thing, which is still great. Yeah. And, but it brought, it's open. Out. It's, You're it's opening more yeah. people in. Yeah. Well, it, and that's the thing we talked about it being an apocalypse style game, you know, bring, bring it all. Uh, we're, I mean, we're still working out the details on how that will work. Uh, we're probably looking at sometime in, in, uh, 2022. Um, it, we're already halfway through 2021 and, 
we're still under some we're still under restrictions so it's it's it's, it's going to be a slow process but you know we're all really itching to get to playing games i mean like you were saying you 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 when the covid started you only had two armies now you have four well it's the same thing for me when uh when covid started uh, i had my sons of horus and my dark angels i had started my death guard but in that time period i've got a 2000 point in world eaters army done uh centurion world eaters army and i've got my 3000 points of death guard complete i've never played either one of those armies on the tabletop because i haven't been able to yeah. so both those armies are something i'm really itching to do and itching to play with and by just by happen chance both of them can be played in instaban 3 and instaban 5 yeah it's Shocker. fantastic i mean i i mean i and again when we were when we were first starting up instaban return to instaban 3 being that I have a Death Guard, being that I have a Sons of Horus, <laughs> being that I have a World Eaters army, I was actually going to be lending those armies out, and that still stands true. If you're in our area and you're you want to play Heresy, hit me up. I I have I have the armies, I have the meat. Yeah, that's that's one of the good things though too. You know, with with guys having multiple armies, mm. we can always loan them out to other people, and sometimes that could just be, hey, that's excuse me that could be allowing them to just get a, a game day just because they wanted something to do mm -hmm. or it could be the start of a new legion yeah 100%. yeah and 100%. that's 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 always something that's really exciting because even as we'll say and for yourself as a death guard player mm. if you can get another person on board not only to play heresy but mm -hmm. to also play your same legion then you can really bounce some great ideas off each yeah. other. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. thing that I've always done that I've actually recently started doing since joining the heresy community mm -hmm. is each Legion that I take on, I, I call it apprenticing. Mm -hmm. I, I find a player if I can locally, if not, I find somebody on the internet that's working along the same lines as me and I pick their brain. Mm -hmm. I bounce ideas off them. I ask for fluff and I ask for, you know, all those small little tidbits of juicy information, yeah. tactics and everything that you can do. I, I, I go under and I apprentice under each, under a chosen player for a chosen legion. Mm -hmm. And then in itself, you can get a great little thing where it's like, you know, one guy might play. I know, for example, there's a number of us now that play Sons of Horus. I've mm -hmm. got, you know, I've got different characters that you, that I enjoy playing. You've mm -hmm. got some that you enjoy playing. Mm -hmm. Chris Charon has some that he enjoys playing mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And you can work together and you can really build some neat little narratives off it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, one thing that's going to be great for like Istvan return to Istvan three mm. is because we've got enough world eater players in here. Like you said, mm -hmm. Mike Bush has got his world eaters that are led by the have car and the betrayer. Mm -hmm. And what, are, what are you countering it with? Uh, my world leaders with Sardak. Shadrach Medusa. Shadrach uh, Medusa. Yeah. Uh, Shabrindar. Shabrindar. Yes. Shabrindar. Yes. I, um, I built one of them and I love that. I love that character. Yeah, he's a great character, hundred percent. Like I love him too, and that's the thing. And like I went with the orphans of betrayal, um, right of war. So I really leaned into that whole, um, uh, 
you know, the whole narrative. Loyalist, yeah, the whole narrative, the loyalist side of the world eaters, the hatred towards the other world eaters. Um, I le- I really leaned into into that with my with the with the, the, the list I built, and then I, I I I made my the list I built for the Death Guard pretty generic, so that you know if someone picked up my army and wanted to play, they could play as both either a traitor or a loyalist. Um, and and the same with the Death Guard. Um, actually, at one point in time, I was actually thinking about selling my Death Guard simply because I just I didn't see myself playing them because you know COVID was happening. I just wasn't getting a chance to play them like I wanted to, and uh, and so I was, it was on my mind of like, oh man, maybe I should just get rid of these guys. But I mean, the spark when I was building that 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 list for Return to Istvan three kind of was like it what's it's what stopped me from selling them was you know that spark of like oh i added this and this really kind of makes the army cool and this makes the army cool and and i found a love for them again so that was one it could be something as simple as that because i even had like on that on a facebook chat Mm -hmm. in our group you know we had one of the guys this past week i think it was it might have been yesterday it might have been the day before i can't remember mm-hmm. but he was saying he's like i'm having a really hard time he he had said this to alex i'm having a really hard time writing a 2000 3000 point army mm-hmm. and he's like why is it difficult and he said because there's so many different choices that i want to fit in this army mm-hmm. and that in itself it's a curse but it can mm-hmm. also be a gift yeah, because 100%. then you are thinking of different things. Not only are you sometimes thinking of synergy, but you're also thinking of fluff. But mm-hmm. you might not have enough points for terminators, but you might have enough points for veterans. But you might yeah, not so... also have enough points for you know a, an assault marine squad. But you still want that mobile unit, so you go with you go with destroyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should be first. And but... doing that, <laughs> you, you can do lots of little tweaks like that. Mm-hmm. And that itself can be something that really fuels the next step of your heresy building for your army. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, my friend, it has been a great conversation. We've gone over a lot and I'm hoping a lot of people take this advice about the community thing and run with it. I would love to see more communities pop up. I, you know, whether it's in a small town or a big city, you know, and, and, and that's the thing, like, and, and, and events, events are a great way to get people involved too. It's a great motivator. I find them as one of my biggest motivators. So. Oh yeah. When you're down to the wire and you've got two weeks before that event, mm-hmm. you gotta get those models done. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable how many models you can get painted. In that <laughs> and that's for a period of time. The gun. Yeah, when when you have when you have when you have that time that that time crunch or that timeline and you got to make it or else you're, you know, you're not going to get to play or whatever. You know, that's the thing that that it's the motivation. It's all about the motivation and 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 the support network that comes of it and the friendships that you can build from a, a community of like minded guys is great. It's I the mean, coal that keeps the heresy train running. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, anything you want to add before we take off, Al- or Ryan? I was about to call you Alex. Alex, oh come on, I'm far better looking than that guy. Mm. <laughs> he might, he might beg to differ. He might beg to differ. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Just keep on doing what you're doing. The end mm-hmm. is near for this COVID stuff so we can get back to doing what we do best, and that's modeling, hobbying, rolling dice. And rolling dice. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to say thank you so much, Ryan, for being on. It's been a pleasure doing this episode. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thanks for having it, me. It was it was a lot of fun. It was nice to go down that nostalgic lane and and talk about you know third edition and and what got us into the hobby. Um, I want to shout you out. Your Instagram is Emperor's Lapdog. We'll have it in the uh, description in the in the link in the description for sure. Also, want to shout out uh, Little Legend Studio. Uh, you can find their Instagram at instagram.com slash little legend studios uh little legend studios.com that's his uh vlog or blog uh find him on patreon you can find him on you can also find uh broken arrow 2000 uh that's uh one of the guys that's matthew that works for uh works with uh miles um i also want to you know us of course uh you can find us at, on facebook at facebook.com slash dab podcast instagram you can find us on Instagram, the DAB podcast. You can find us, uh, find myself, Craig or the Barbarian. Uh, you can email us if you have a listener list, uh, deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. Uh, again, there will be links for uh, Las Vegas Open in the in this. We're going to be giving doing our giveaway in July, hopefully. Still, you know, that's the plan. Um Again, Ryan, I really appreciate you being on. Well, I definitely want to have you on again. Um, anything you want to say before we scurry off? No, no, no. I just got to say, you know, keep your stick on the ice and keep those bolters full. Mm, lock and loaded. Okay, guys, you guys take care. Fucking thing sucks. We'll do it live.